Hi everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Podcast You. I know it's been a long while since I posted my very first episode of Podcast You. I'm so sorry. I am trying my best to keep the upload flow weekly, but last week I was suffering from sore throat. Yeah, so I couldn't really talk. And even if I couldn't really talk, there were occasions where I had to talk, which also worsened my sore throat. Eventually, that's why I had a sore throat for a week. But now I am completely cured, so I'm so ready to begin our chill talk here on podcast. As you guys all know, on my first episode, we actually talked about me.、Um, Basically about my life in general, but of course I did not want this podcast to be everything just about my life, right? I want to you know know your stories. I want to just talk about life in general instead of just introducing my life to you guys. So I thought that I would ask you guys questions, or I ask you guys to share your stories on certain. Keywords, and those keywords that I came up with were insecurity, loneliness, and uncertainty. I think these three keywords are very, very relevant,、um, especially in these times of, you know, feeling feeling apart from the society, fe- feeling like we are all divided, or nothing's clear. In the future, we don't know anything. We just feel like we are running on a treadmill,、um, in the same position. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're feeling. So I thought it was just a good chance or a good platform for us to talk about, you know, our stories or our take on these、um, topic keywords. But before that, I would like to briefly explain to you guys. About the current situation of Korea, there has been some dramatic, quite dramatic changes. Firstly, weather. Oh my God! So the other day, I was wearing a T-shirt and a very, very thin jacket and a short skirt, and I was just hanging out outside until like 9 p.m. And it still just felt like a Late summer kind of weather. It was like 20 degrees Celsius. But then, yesterday, all of a sudden it dropped to five Celsius, five degrees Celsius. It became like winter weather. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, global warming is real. I mean, I always knew that it was real, but I feel it coming every single day. Or during a season transitions like this, like it's supposed to transition from summer to autumn, and it's actually supposed to get colder gradually. You know, it just gets colder and colder day by day until it reaches like、uh, 15, 16 degrees, and that's how we would define as autumn. But usually, autumn would come at around late September to early October. But until mid October, it was like summer. 
Yeah, and just in a day, in a snap of a finger, it becomes winter. So yesterday I was just wearing like a very thick coat, very thick sweater, and a lot of inner layers inside. Weather is really crazy, I guess. And I think that also kind of contri contributes to our mental um, state. I think the seasonal change that we experience or Koreans experience here in Korea also really affect the way we live and our personality, our identity even. I think weather really has a lot to do with kind of shaping a certain community, a certain nation of people. You know, you can see, you can find somewhat find a similarity between um, the people who reside in tropical countries like the Philippines. And you could also see some similarities between people who experience all the four weathers like Korea. So I think it's great. Yeah, and it's honestly a bit hard to adjust for me because I kind of come from a tropical country, even if I'm Korean. Or no, I mean, I'm still Korean, but still, it's always hard for me to adjust to, you know, these kind of dramatic uh, weather shifts. I mean, it was probably hard for other Koreans as well. I mean, from 20 degrees to 5 degrees. I mean, that's just like... Yeah, that's just weird. But it got a little better today. It was like 6-7 degrees and now it's raining. And as always, I do live right beside a highway. So excuse the car and car passing sound. Yeah. I'll cut off all the uh, motorcycle sounds for your ears. Yeah. So don't worry about that. But please excuse the car sounds. Okay, so that's that, and let me give you a little more update on Korea's COVID situation as well. Ever since two months ago or so, our social distancing guideline uh, became uh, stricter, so we were getting a lot of positive cases in a day, uh, from it being like 200, 300 a day to 1,000, 2,000 to even 3,000 a day. So a lot of people felt very anxious, I guess, including me. Also as a person who has to keep meeting uh, quite a number of people outside, I felt, you know, quite concerned. Um, but then the vaccination um, level keeps rising here in Korea, which resulted the government to announce that we will start with the with corona campaign yeah i wouldn't really call that a campaign but yeah that one's starting from midst november so i don't know um how exactly that's going to look but i wish that would be a lot more helpful for everyone out there including you guys and me and people around me and everyone so that's about it when it comes to the updates that I wanted to give about Korea. And now let's really dive into the topic for the day. Loneliness, uncertainty, and insecurity. Before we move on to talking about it, I actually want to start off by talking about my own perspective, from my own perspective. 
about the three keywords. So first of all, loneliness. Again, I think it's a very, very commonly used、um, noun, or the word "lonely" is a very commonly used adjective. You can easily hear your friends、um, say, "I'm so lonely," or you can easily、uh, find yourself saying or talking to yourself that you are lonely, and that's the same for me as well. But I think it's the matter of how you take the feeling of loneliness. For example, of course, there were times for me since I never really got to stay in one、uh, physically in one place for more than a year or so. I had to know how to adapt to different environments very very quickly. And at first, I was very happy because every time I was thrown into a new environment、uh, by my choice or by my parents' choice,、mm, I always felt so excited. You know, even when my family moved to the Philippines from Korea in 2011, I wasn't really complaining. You know, I just was—I just went by it. And also, when it comes to other transitions in my life, I was mostly just excited, and I took it、um, positively rather than being so negative about it. But then, I don't know if I was going through puberty by this time, but there was a time when I felt so lonely.、Mm, I felt like I was all alone in the world. I felt like no one could even understand me, and. Um, I'm the only person who's going through this in the world, which is still true right now. You know, whatever you're going through, whatever I'm going through, it's it's very unique to yourself because every person is different. But then we could still, you know, we we humans have the power to connect, right, and to um to kind of feel each other. I don't know how to describe it, but sometimes you can just get this instant connection with each other. So even if what you're going through, or your, or what your friend is going through, is not exactly the same,、uh, you can kind of know or feel、um, what he or she is going through. I think, and that's what we call a genuine connection, and that's. When we feel like we are healed, and we come out the other end with more positive、um, mindset, and that's how we grow. But then, of course, of course, of course, it's the moment. It's the very moment that you're going through、um, that loop of loneliness, where you don't know what to do. So, at first, I just. Took loneliness as a very negative emotion, a very negative symptom of whatever it is I was doing. It was like a sign that something's going wrong, and I should fix it or I should change it. But then that was me a few years ago. Right now, my 
my take on loneliness it is a little bit or not a little bit it's quite different i think loneliness is inevitable and we feel lonely it's a very natural feeling or even you have to be lonely if you don't feel that emotion there's something wrong almost i think i mean no there's there's nothing wrong but uh what i wanted to point out is that it's totally normal to feel lonely and it's not a symptom of um the wrongness of your actions it's just something that happens so naturally that we can't control but then at the same time i think we all have to agree with the fact that we also need aloneness we can't be always dependent on other people and rely on other people and end up doing nothing by ourselves sometimes it's our goal to be independent whether that's financially or emotionally and that's when we feel or that's when we could be able to feel what it truly means to be an independent being and alongside that experience you can also maybe learn what it means to be an adult and or um experience to its fullest level of being a human because i think the will to be independent comes from a very deep part of yourself that's so powerful it's so powerful and i think it's not something that is visible from every single person every single person has it but it's just the difference in how strong that is for each person for some people it turns out to be very strong to a point that everyone around them the way they describe that person is like oh independent oh um an adult <laughs> um self-loving i don't know and that's actually me i get that a lot A lot of people describe me as someone who's very independent which I'm very thankful about. But that again does not mean that I'm not lonely. So since we're talking about aloneness, that's what I mean by when aloneness or loneliness turns out to be a positive thing where it associates with your will to be independent. And when you have the will to be independent you have you will have the tendency to seek for aloneness instead of you know being also happy and enjoying the joys of the spring with other people i'm going to move on to the next keyword which is uncertainty Oh my god, I know every single person has a lot to say about this uncertainty. To briefly explain my 
you know, my experience with uncertainty. Of course, I'm going to explain about the time when COVID just uh, became a pandemic, when it was like labeled as a pandemic. I do think that if it wasn't COVID, and I know it's the same thing for many people, or maybe all of you, if it wasn't COVID, my life would have looked so different. You can't even imagine. I wouldn't be doing YouTube if it wasn't COVID. Um, because after my high school graduation, which was last year, early last year, 2020, I was going to take my gap year at this NGO in Germany. And I went through all the application process for around, which took around six months. And all I needed to do is just go there. Yeah, and stay there for a year. And then I was also looking forward to go to a college in Germany. But then of course, because of COVID, it got canceled. And that made me think like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same thing for all of you. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I couldn't allow myself to just stay home and do nothing and just rely on my parents. Now, I wanted to do something for myself. Again, just like the aloneness, the will to be independent that I was talking about. I, I, you know, that was just triggering me so much. So I had to do something. And that was me um, trying to really move towards not only independence, but also productivity, I guess. You know, I'm the type of person who feels like um, I'm living when I think I'm being productive. And being productive doesn't only mean I actually do physical work, you know, that generates money or anything, but also um, productive in terms of such as doing yoga or meditating reading books, cooking, eating good food. I think uh, these are all, these all could be a part of being productive. You know, taking a shower, even that, as, as small as the oh well, Taking a shower, maybe it's not a small thing for some people. <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get lazy, right? Anyways, so I was very lost because my trip to Germany was canceled and that's how I began YouTube. I did start YouTube um, more years ago before that, but I kind of stopped during that time because I was busy with school and I wasn't really planning to continue the channel because I was going to go to Germany, but um, because that plan was canceled, um, I decided to do YouTube because why not? You know, I have the platform and I know it's going to be hard, but why don't I try? And I tried and I gave all my best. And now I'm a full-time YouTuber. I'm dreaming to, I guess, make the best use of my platform. Um, dreaming something big. And I feel like my, my, and I also feel like my direction in life um, now already centers on this very job I have as well. 
just the fact that I call it a job doesn't mean that you know it's something that I don't want to do. You know, I'm very passionate with this. I I love my job, and I'm always, always, always grateful. Although I do have my struggles as well. So going back, I can never forget the moment when I, when all my plans were canceled. You know, it was like literally I'm, I'm up in the clouds, covered with fog, or a lot of different clouds.、Um, it's so hazy. I feel lost. And there's the second level of uncertainty, which is something that I'm experiencing nowadays. And since we already kind of used to this pattern of life, I guess. When I say used to, I don't mean that、um, we have accepted this kind of lifestyle, but I mean、um, we kind of know、uh, where this is going, and we kind of adjusted to this lifestyle、um, way more than we were back then when it just started. There is the type of uncertainty where you can't, you hesitate to make plans because something might change in the future. Then that brings us to a question like, why even make plans? Because you know it's not gonna go by plan anyway. So why do you even make one? You know, just be spontaneous and live the moment of now, and you know, YOLO. And I, I'm not bashing people who say that. That makes a lot of sense, and I wish I could be like that. But I'm a very future-oriented person. I think about my future a lot, and when I'm in the position to not know what's going to happen in the future, and of course we never know what's going to happen in the future, even if it wasn't COVID. But I'm talking about in a way that、uh, when could I travel, and what's going to happen when I travel. And how can I adjust to the abrupt changes that I'm going to be experiencing? These are the uncertainties I'm talking about, and that makes it very hard for you to even plan out something. You can plan out what to do, maybe in a shorter span, like your plans for next month, your plans for next week, or next day. Or your plans for in two hours, and if you live accordingly to that short span plan, maybe you will get to somewhere that you did not really expect to be in, but still decent at the same time. You know who knows. So as much as I am very frustrated with all these hazy clouds. At the same time, I am thankful that we can, that or I can make plans for the next day or the next week. I kind of basically lowered my standard because if it was, I would like to plan for the next whole year. Now, since that's not possible, I just plan for the next month, and that's the farthest I can go, or even weekly. And that's something that I would never really imagine.、Um, as let's say a high school student, as a high school student, I was even more,、um, I guess, systematic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, like when I was in grade ten, okay, what do I do for grade eleven? 
when I'm in grade 11, okay, what do I do for grade 12? And maybe after I graduate in grade 12, okay, what do I do after I graduate? And right after that, what do I do? But now since we cannot do that, I'm like, okay, so what do I do for tomorrow? And that's enough. <laughs> Learning how to adjust. That would be it. Now the last keyword. Insecurity. As a YouTuber, a lot of people tell me that I seem very confident, um, very independent, and you know, like I've got everything. I'm talented, I'm smart and everything, but you all know that that's not true. It's it's not true. I'm I have my own insecurities. In fact, I have a lot. If I were to kind of put into ratio uh, what's in my head, my thoughts about myself, 90% of it would be self-criticism and 10% maybe would be maybe some compliment, you know, like a, like a pat in the back, you know, for myself. You know, sometimes that really helps. I really do that because also, all the more because I live alone after a long day when I feel so tired, when I have a lot to do, but um, I really feel like just resting and I don't want to be too hard on myself because I know that's going to get nowhere. I will like give myself a pat in the back, like, good job, good job, good job. <laughs> to talk about my very own insecurities to begin with, um, I think few years ago, I was very insecure about my external looks. Um, most importantly, because I was in the K-pop industry, and you know, the K-pop industry is very famous for uh, having very high standards. Not only the K-pop industry, but I would say the Korean society. Although, I can definitely say for sure that it's getting way better now, in terms of my face as in like oh my eyes look so small i have monolid um my teeth aren't straight my teeth are so yellow yeah my nose is so uh what do you call it like crooked or flat yeah that's the word um in terms of diet as well oh my god you know how it is the k-pop diet i had to be really 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 thin and I would say that I was quite thin, you know? Like, I wasn't really fat, but because there is still the standard of, you know, how much weight I should be at in order for me to kind of surpass their standard. But then, right after I quit in the K-pop industry, I came back to the Philippines and I just became a student. And I stopped dancing, I stopped working out, I stopped anything that would you know, help me lose weight or make my look body fit or anything like that. And I got so stressed. And when I get stressed, it depends. But like when I was in the K-pop industry and I got stressed, I would like eat. But now that I quit K-pop idol thing, when I'm stressed, I don't eat. It's so weird how the human mind works, guys. Like when you are told not to eat, you are hungry 24-7, you know, like when you decide to go on a diet, you're just hungry 24-7. But when you decide to not go on a diet or 
um, you decide to actually eat a lot and you don't have, you know, you lose your appetite. And that was me. I lost my appetite. Also, when COVID happened, a lot of people, because they were staying home, they were gaining a lot of weight, except me. I was losing weight. My parents got worried for me and they told me to gain weight. Not only that, many people around me also told me to uh, told me that I really needed to do something because I looked too unhealthy. And most importantly, I felt that myself. You know, when you have a certain insecurity and um, the reason why you have that insecurity is because of other people, right? You know, because of the standard that was set by other people in the society or even in your own family, your friends. I think it becomes an insecurity if you don't agree with them, but you think you have to just because they said it. But it's not an insecurity when you be like, Oh, they've said this to me, and I agree. And that was me. I I agreed 100%. I, I knew it. I knew I had to do something about it. And thinking about it now, I'm thankful that many people told me that because my body or my health um, has improved a lot. My insecurity now is more about um, what's not visible by the eyes. I'm very insecure about... Or I do have lots of doubts when it comes to the things I do. For example, I'm insecure about my own YouTube channel. You know, I have a YouTube channel where I run, I have to upload two videos a week. And constantly I ask myself or I doubt myself like, am I going to the right direction? Like, how is this making me feel? Is this making me feel happy? You know, it makes me feel like I'm doing something that my heart uh, do not feel comfortable with, if you know what I mean. But at the same time, I do think that you can't always feel so comfortable with every single thing you do. Sometimes you gotta accept that you're insecure about something and it makes you feel very uncomfortable, but you just gotta go with it and it's gonna make you stronger. And that's what I thought, so that's what I'm trying to do. But of course, it's hard. <laughs> also, when it comes to my relationships with people, I am very insecure. I don't know, you know, it's the hardest thing ever, dealing with relationships. Um, I'm very insecure about many different things, but since I've been talking alone so much right now, let me read your stories first. Is it normal to feel jealous if you're in a group of friends and it seems like all of them love your best friend and you're just a friend and nothing special, like they won't even notice even if you're not, a not around? It's you who always ask and talk to them first and if you will not talk to them, they will not even bother to talk to you. <laughs> oh my god, I know this, I can relate to this so much, but okay. Is it normal? Or if I feel this way, does it mean I'm the problem and I'm a bad friend? I'm a I'm a bad friend. Okay, so this is a really great topic. Um, 
I think this has to do with you feeling insecure about you as a friend to your peers and to your group of friends. And I felt this a lot. So I think I can share, share some of my words regarding this experience. This is something that I've never really shared on any of my social media, but I have a dramatic story when it comes to the history with my friends. There were times I felt like I had no friend at all, many times. And there were times when I finally made a friend and that friend just like what you'd said. I felt that. I felt like for me, that person was my one and only best friend or one and only friend, like one and only real genuine friend. But for that person, uh, that person had lots of different friends and I'm just one of them. And I felt it so much. So I felt like I was being clingy, which I did not want to be. I felt like I was obsessed and I was trying so much for the relationship. But what was given to me is something incomparable to what I gave that person. And I think it's wrong for me to, you know, really kind of weigh things in a relationship like, oh, you know, I gave this much respect to you, but you only gave me this much respect. I gave you this much love and you only gave me this much love. You know, you shouldn't really weigh stuff in a relationship, but I can't do anything about it. It's just how my heart feels, right? <laughs> but what I've come to realize recently is that it's not that wrong to feel that way, you know, where when you were to engage in a certain relationship, you want to, you want at least um, the amount of respect you have to each other are somewhat in same color and size. Now, you don't want you to be the only one who's so attached and obsessed with that person. Because in that way, you're just going to get hurt. Like what you said, um, it feels like you're the only one who asks them, them to hang out, hang out. But they will never ask you if you're not the only one. And that, that sucks. That sucks so much. And in those situations, what I do is I normally talk to them. I talk to them about how I feel. And if they, I feel that they are very ignorant or indifferent about how I feel, then okay, I, I, I accept the end of the relationship. But if they weren't aware of that, in fact, they might be asleep, you know, they might not even know how you were feeling. In fact, they had no idea. Then a conversation was necessary. That's why you need to talk. Then maybe it will, you know, turn out to something different. And you asked, is it normal to feel that way? Of course it's normal to feel that way. You know, it's totally normal. And it's about how you deal with that. Yeah, but I think you will figure this out because I did. And I believe that you are strong. 
well, I'm not really here to give you guys advice. You know, I'm just talking about it. But it was a really nice message because it reminded me of myself as well. Okay, before time runs out, let's move on to the second one. Okay, here's my own story about insecurity and uncertainty, about talent and my future, who I want to be and what I can do in my life. Having grown up in California for the latter part of my childhood, I was fortunate enough to meet a lot of lovely and inspiring people. Some I became friends with and others were just passing through my life. Yes, that happens. But the one thing I value the most about people close to me is that they all wanted to make the world a better place in their own special way. Social causes and charities, politics, diversity, and racism, and the environment, just to name a few. Seeing my friends and a lot of others devote their time for the improvement of their community inspires me to do better. But the thing that bothers me is the fact that I might not actually make a meaningful difference. I've always been good at art, even when I was little. But funny enough, I chose to study economics when I went to university. The most important thing uh, my younger self valued was money. Money, money, money. Don't get me wrong, money is great, but I also want to feel fulfilled in other aspects of my life. I actually went back to school again after uh, four years ago to study design. I've been juggling freelancing and other part-time jobs in the food service industry to help cover the costs of school and I've only started to find a job in design this month. I think the most difficult part in this stage of job hunting is seeing so many other designers' works and how incredible they all seem to be. I keep thinking that there's no way I can catch up with these people because I started so late in finding a career in design. I want to apply to all of these amazing companies that help disadvantaged people, but all they see is a resume with limited experience. I couldn't even get an interview with some of the entry-level positions. I do have my own portfolio, but it's populated mostly with school projects, and it's hard to include projects from work if no one would even take a chance on me. I consider myself a fairly positive and optimistic person, but rejection after rejection does affect my thinking. If I'm not even good enough for these companies, then how can I become someone that can change the world for good? I do realize that job hunting is a lengthy process, but each day that I spend not working on something is just another day I'm not using to create positive change. I just worry that after years and years of searching and working, my future will still be uncertain. And worried, I still won't be the same, won't be the person I know I can be. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. It's, that's, that, this was amazing. Um, okay. And I also have to say that I can really sympathize or relate to you when you say you want to be a positive influence to um, the community around you or you know you want to create a positive change for the society 
And the fact that you you are aware of that is very valuable, I think. That's also my ultimate goal, you know, to eventually, you know, really create a positive change in our society. But of course, we do it in small scales. We start from the family and the community, your workplace maybe, and then it gets bigger um, as you go along. And I think what you are doing, I think your mindset, you know, your, your approach to finding a job and balancing that with your very passion, the fact that you are, you are completely conscious of that uh, makes a big difference and is a very positive influence to the people around you. That's what I think. Sometimes I'm just not enough. And what you talked about, uh, your design portfolio, weirdly enough, that's what I think too when it comes to university. <laughs> well, I'm 20 and all of my friends are in second year college, but I am, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a full-time YouTuber and I feel very insecure. Well, not very, but sometimes I do feel... Uh, I, I worry about myself for not being for not being in college right now because I will eventually go to school but whenever I do when I finally do I'm worried that in my college application there's no such thing as like I don't know um, good SAT scores GPA because it's been a long time you know I just won't really fit with my peers compared to other people who've been preparing just to go to college their whole high school life. I would lack a lot, and I'm very aware of that. And I think it's also highly courageous of you to choose the path that society might think as too late. Because there are a lot of things where people say it's too late. It's too late for you to become a K-pop idol. You're already so old. Oh, it's too late for you to go to school because you're already so old. <laughs> it's too late for you to take up design because you graduated in economics. But you know, it's not about... It's not about that, you know? It's more about how courageous you are to come to that decision-making of shifting into doing something totally new. I think that's so brave. And that's a very valuable experience. Now, let me read you the last story. I'm actually in the stage of uh, not wanting to talk to anyone. I just want to feel at peace. It's not that having someone to talk to is bad or sad, but when I talk to someone, I overthink a lot. And it triggers my mental health. I like being lonely, but I don't hate my friends. Actually, I don't really have so much friends. I have a bunch of friends, um, but not two close friends. I only have maybe one friend that I get in touch lately. And I don't really share much to her because we're so different. And I don't think she can relate to my stories or my thoughts. Or when I deeply think about, think with it, I'm just scared to get judged by my thoughts. Sometimes I can't show the real me because I don't want to get judged. I hate judgment. And 
every time I share something that I'm so sad right now, that I feel so down, she doesn't make me feel like she was there for me or care for me. Life is just so unfair. I care people so much, but they don't even give it back to me. When you say loneliness, does that mean that you are sad? You're happy about it? I can say that I'm lonely. I feel lonely, but I don't feel sad. I don't know if it's just me. Wow. Basically, you talked about um, what I was talking about, about loneliness a while ago. Every person has their own definition of um, words about emotions, like loneliness. For some people, it's something that you shouldn't feel, something that you should escape from. But for some people, like what she said, it's, um, I don't feel sad. I think it's great that you kind of seem like you're in the stage of embracing aloneness. Because aloneness is necessary, right, in our lives. Sometimes we really need to be ourselves, you know, be in our own to be able to process the deepest um, thoughts you have, the most raw feelings you have. And even if you don't arrive to a solid conclusion, that's fine. It's the process that matters. I think the reason for you to enjoy the feeling of loneliness or not feel sad about it is because you have, you know, maybe unconsciously accepted that life is alone. You live life alone. You know, no one's going to live your life for you. You can connect with people along the way and feel the deepest sympathy, the deepest connection, resonate to each other, cry for each other. But that doesn't mean that that person will live your life. That's why I think the, the earlier you realize that it becomes a little bit easier for you to um, ponder upon the feeling of loneliness and uh, come to think about its value and its importance. Lastly, what you said about you feeling afraid that you, you might get judged when you talk to people. Of course, when you reach a level where you don't want to talk to any, any person just because you feel like you're going to get judged, then you might want to talk to someone sometimes, right? But if it's just to some people, I think that's totally fine. In a, in a way that sometimes you, know, you don't really have to talk about every single thing in your head to every person you know. Sometimes you just keep it to yourself and that's totally fine. Uh, but if you're forcing yourself to keeping it to yourself because you feel like you're going to get judged, again, it's about relationship. What kind of shape of that relationship with the other party look like? Depending on that, you may feel comfortable to share about your own thoughts or maybe not. This is just a question that you might want to throw to yourself you know, whether that friend is a good friend. Because if you are feeling that you don't want to talk because you don't want to get judged. Is that a friend? You know, friends don't really judge each other, you know, that make you feel 
worry to share about your concerns. Like that's not a friend. That's like, I don't know. That's like an anonymous person who could judge you because they don't know you. Okay, so for today's episode, we did talk about loneliness, uncertainty, and insecurity. I think it was a very meaningful time talking about those. Of course, you don't want to overthink. You know, sometimes you have to be very simple. Sometimes simple is the truth, but um, it is still uh, very worth it to be talking about these complex emotions that we feel as human beings. It's a great honor that I was able to hear from you guys as well. Uh, please follow Pakistu's Instagram and share with me your stories if you want me to talk about anything in the future. I'll be back with a more interesting and more improved episode 3. Thank you guys for listening and good night or have a great day. Bye!